this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Pie Boy Podcast. It's number 99. Uh, one step closer to the end. Two more episodes. And these ones have taken a little longer to work on, to be honest. Um, it's a hard part of my life. as a big transition, ending high school and family dramas and traumas going on. And... Yeah, it was a lot to navigate, and I think it's just weird to be a high school teacher now. I know those things are going on, but I don't know, like, the full extent. And it just, uh, for some reason, that stresses me out. But maybe it's more, I was meditating, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, it's just a little bit more heightened right now. It's not the best timing, because I'm working on this stuff. So kind of triggers me a little bit it's it's definitely leaning into the more darker side of things that i've been through and my family has been through and a lot of people don't know this stuff and it's a lot to think about should i say it should i what should i say what shouldn't i say how can i be my honest self and not hurt people um but sometimes the truth hurts there's just like a lot of paradox and um, balancing that needs to happen. So it took me longer to work on this. Basically scrapped the story a few different times, but the last time I just realized it was kind of just an angry rant. And that's not what I wanted. It's not what I want out of this. I want it to be like a learning tool, a stepping stone, because that's what it is for me. So I'll present it in a way that's like that. That's the ultimate goal. So let's get into it. It is uh, somewhere around chapter 111 of the actual printed book that I'm working on. And taking some inspiration from George Harrison and thinking about the Beatles and going through their transition of not being a band anymore and their last recording sessions and um, get back the documentary. I'm just so inspired by that, but also to know all that stuff is just like a head trip in itself and just really emotional kind of watching that for me. And it made me think of just their, what they were going through all their different things that we saw, like such an intimate side. And like, that's what this is with just my voice. You're not seeing on the live action of it, but it's just as intense. And then, I don't know. I just feel like I got to do it. It's bigger than me. And uh, for the inspiration comes from George Harrison and the Beatles, but from his album that just helps me, has helped me let go. Cause I know that's what he was doing. Uh, all things must pass. So all families fight. And some more than others. And I also want to say that in no way do I condone any kind of violence against anybody. Especially your family. Um, yeah. It's really an intense, intense thing to deal with. Our family physically fought and also verbally fought. Once my sister and I became teenagers, 
things got a little tense in our house. Mostly it was because we started to call out some of the bullshit that was going on around us and rebel against it. And it wasn't just at home. It was in the world that we lived in. Outside of our house too. School, um, grocery store. Um, just traveling around in the world. A lot of garbage just like there is now. But it was me being aware of it more than I ever had been my whole life. And it was just too much. And yeah, we were smart asses. But we were also scared and hurt and hip to the ish. And confused and happy. Sad all at once. And we never talked about anything truthfully or calmly as a family. In terms of boundaries, needs, emotions, feelings, and mental health. Uh, yeah, just throw things around like, oh, you're just crazy. Oh, you're just going through puberty. Uh, you're just revved up. Just need to calm down. There were a lot of kids don't know anything and should just listen to their parents no matter what type ideals. Unspoken and spoken. I'm not here to attack, but to reflect and move on. However, sometimes the truth hurts and... I just realize as an older person now that they were just doing the best they could. Doesn't mean it was good and doesn't mean it was bad. They're doing the best they could. Hmm. The physical fighting and extreme verbal spats we got in were few, but they were mighty. I can let those things go now, knowing I get the opportunity to do differently and learn. The real issues at home were much greater than the petty things we fought about and channeled our anger and frustration into. My parents' drinking was at a peak. Our friend dynamic was changing due to differences parents had with my dad's coaching of their kids, my sister and my brother. I thought he was too hard on them for having rules about being late and not showing up with the correct gear such as your basketball shoots, or your jersey, or your goddamn baseball hat. It was also the classic, my kid is going to go to the pros mentality, and they show they should be playing more, don't hold them back type of stuff. Some of my friends started to party at my house too, underage. By the cover of night and the adults getting shithoused themselves. One time when I fell asleep, because that wasn't my thing, a few of my dumbass buddies got my sister and her friend drunk. Then they got caught messing around with them, turned into a big thing, and fewer and fewer people came around after that shitstorm. That's a whole different thing. Once again, we didn't really talk about it. They blamed my sister, and I thought that was bullshit. It should have all fallen on my friend Snake, 100%. But my sister and myself paid for those crimes. And I wanted to beat his ass, especially with all the creepy stuff going on behind my back. Let's not beat around the bush. He's abusing my sister and her friends. In pure thoughts. Couldn't be trusted. And it was the beginning of a pattern of behavior. But we didn't talk about that either. That's the point. 
but we were dealing with that kind of stuff. What we were really fighting about was my parents' issues with my mom, too. My real mom. She owed them child support or something, which I know is a huge deal. To this day, it's a sore subject. I'm 33 years old. Uh, And my mom went AWOL because of a falling out she had with my aunt over her behavior and being there for us or lots of things. I can't speculate that much. Um, my dad had a hard job climbing up ladders to hang billboard advertisements, like a hundred feet sometimes, whatever. <clears throat> I get it. I can acknowledge that. My stepmom's job was stressful in the Fred Meyer corporate office. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that was very stressful. And my sister and I were dealing with teen feelings and changes, which now people get to talk about more, but back in the day, not so much. You were shamed often for things like that. And I just feel like parents are way more open to helping you and just being honest. I'm not just saying look it up or listen to your health teacher. Um, and, you know, my sister was acting out, and I was a little too, and I was feeling depressed and trying to cover it up with schoolwork and my girlfriend and sports. My girlfriend was around a lot, so it was like having another kid to take care of, I'm sure, and feed and shelter. Uh, And my friend passed away the year before. If you've been listening to this podcast, like this list could go on. There's lots of traumas. There are just never a lot of loose ends. The big issues that we never talked about when I look back now, I realize we channeled those, like I said, through those petty things, the everyday arguments and conversations kids have with their parents about doing the dishes or not doing them or doing them really shitty or who took the TV remote. That's where this is going. And who had crashed or the trash duty and who's supposed to feed the dog. And those types of things would trigger the real issues. We'd be screaming and yelling and ugly. But the scene didn't add up. All this pain and anger and frustration was not about the petty things. It was about all the other elephants in the room. Multiple. And I hope you understand now that there was a lot of things happening that were not related to this TV remote issue in our house that I'm about to talk about. And the last straw for me was during my uh, my senior year, 2006. My stepmom attacked my sister and I one night in my room over a misunderstanding over a remote control. We all had our assigned remote controls for our TVs. So we had the cable boxes from Beaver Creek Telephone. Uh, We had many family disagreements about where certain remotes would disappear to and why. Usually it was because someone was being lazy or misplaced them or the batteries were dead, so they would borrow different rooms' batteries and forget to replace them. It was funny for a while until my stepmom started getting extremely upset and freaking out over the remotes. I don't know if someone was playing games, like maybe my little brother. I don't know. I wasn't doing that. I didn't have time for that shit. 
to be honest. <clears throat> I was thinking about a lot of other stuff. Uh, it was just a TV remote, though. When you think about it, not food or car keys or something extremely important. Really, one night after all we all went to bed, she came to my room stumbling drunk, going on and on about the TV remote that was missing from her room. Truthfully, I had no idea where it was. I told her. Uh, she went on a tirade about how it wasn't a joke and started saying something about how Spud and I were doing it on purpose, misplacing her remote in her house just to make her mad. I just like the three, the four R's replacing her and her and her. Like that's how it here. It's in my head. It was just like the volume was so loud and repeating hyper focus. And that was funny to me. Like, shockingly funny. Sure, I did stuff to piss her off, yeah, in the past, but this was not one of those things. I didn't have time for that shit. I started asking her to leave me alone and explained over and over I didn't have it. I was fed up. I usually don't get angry. She kept getting closer to me and was eventually poking her finger into my chest as she got more and more mad. We got into it, and then my sister finished it, and that's all I can say. My dad came up the stairs and got in the middle of us. Things got heavy. Eventually, the two of them went to their room to hash it out. It was all insane and happening so fast. Spud started to cry and said she was scared. And that's when I said we have to leave and to pack a bag. Before Dad could come back, I got Spud and myself out the door, and we ran to Lumpy's house in the pitch black of night, up our steep, terrible driveway. When Lumpy's mom came to the door, she knew something was up. She had always said, if anything goes down to your house, you come here. She never said what, but I think she thought I was smart enough, and my sister was smart enough to know what. She got us in, and I told her what happened. Lumpy came down from his room and was really concerned and hugged us both. Lumpy's mom wanted to go down there and beat my stepmom up. But Lumpy and his dad talked her out of it. She asked if I, we wanted to call the cops, and I said no. I just wanted to get out of there. So I called my Aunt Tina, and she came to pick us up with my cousin Jackie. I ended up staying at my aunt's for the rest of my senior year, and Spud went back to my dad's um, after a little while. Uh, she said it was hell. I believe her. But try, she was trying to make it right. And fix it. Talk it out. It took me over a month before I could face my dad and do any of that stuff. I had a lot of rage in me. After school during that month, before driving back to Lake Oswego, where my aunt lived, I would go and break into the house and grab clothes and my belongings. Driving from Lake Oswego to Malala for school every day was a drag, but it was better than living in that negative energy. I didn't go to school the next day after that altercation. Uh, when I did go back to school, my grandpa... Jim let me start driving my grandma's old 94 Honda Civic because they got a new car, so gas wouldn't be a problem. 
when I went back to school the next day, people knew something was up. I wish I had told my counselor, but I didn't. I needed that so much. And I was just too scared to make a scene. I was not happy and a laughing dude and all my friends knew. I was definitely depressed now and hurt. I was wounded. I didn't tell many people right away because it was still such a fresh wound. I didn't feel like it could heal at that point. When I did tell people, I felt so much relief. Before I said anything, I felt like I was carrying a hundred extra pounds of on my back. So, yeah, I think you get the sense. The one adult I did tell, though, was my eighth grade science teacher and coach, Mr. Layton. R.A.P. dude. Rest in peace. Uh, I leaned on him so much. He was there for me. Helped me push through. He had uh, a dad that drank a lot, too. And her parents, I should say. And he could relate to my trauma. He helped me write my college essays and just talk to me about life. All the good stuff and all the bullshit. He really was a good dude. There was one classmate I told that I will never forget his reaction. It was this wrestler dude I was friends with that was known for being a jackass. Dudes like him didn't talk seriously ever, ever. When I told him why I was so down and feeling bad, he just gave me a hug. And he said it'd be okay. He said we could talk anytime about it. And he had my back. I believed him. And a few other people I expected to be, I wouldn't have expected to be there for me were. And it, would, it changed me. I like how these new friends because of that and it made me feel like I could get through the pain and disappointment in my parents. Yeah, one of them was my friend Monique. Now that I think about it and yeah, just being nice to me, just talking to me, sit with her at basketball games and stuff, you know, like shout out meant a lot. <clears throat> One day, um, Spud told me that Dad wanted to finally make it right with me and just talk, and I should go see him after school. Man, I was nervous to see my dad, which is not... never really felt that before. And he could tell. He tried to be funny and nice, which is... A, that's him. But once we got talking, I was... I'd say in disbelief. He wanted to know what really happened, so I told him. I swear to God, I didn't punch her and do anything with the remote that started the fight, in fact. I told him it bothered me that he thought I did, that he was defending her, who was drunk and not in the right mind. He tried to explain that she was really stressed at work and that my sister and I were putting more stress on her and him with our behavior of not doing chores when we asked and talking back to her and being rude to her. I told him it goes both ways. 
And that we were just kids being kids and not trying to make her life miserable. Wasn't the intent. We just weren't super happy ourselves. He said, I really needed to apologize and that I needed to consider everything she and my dad had done for my sister and, you know, like get custody of us, help my dad do that and take care of us and make sure we have everything we needed for a good life, doctors and dentists and, you know, said all that. And he brought up my mom and how she let us down and that my stepmom was a better mom in so many ways. Which wasn't something I wanted to ever like argue about or talk about truthfully, even now. When I cut that all out. The truth is he just tried to make me feel guilty for not being more grateful, which I don't know if that was what this whole thing was about. It wasn't. And I honor those things they did for us. Fucking somebody had to. You know? But also don't forget, there was other people. That was important too. Uh, My grandma Jane and my grandpa Jim and my aunt and my uncle. Lots of people. It was everybody. Even if people were fighting. And both my parents fudged up. Let's just be honest. Put it out there. And the, I don't know, the BS, I, you know, like, I can let it go. But it'll never be a good excuse, like, ever for the ultra-violence that I experienced and the shit-talking of my mom. I just don't need to hear that, even if it is the truth. And no, there's no room for either of them to say much about the I, the other, in my opinion. Truthfully. I'm just over it. It's done. I'm a grown man now. I don't want to hear that. And they did a lot for my sister and I and my brother once he came around too. But it came with consequences we didn't deserve, all three of us. No one will ever change my mind on that. It is what it is. And I am who I am because of it. I'm not, like, fucking stoked on it. But it was part of it. Just acknowledge it. Move on. And now as a grown person, I have found the strength and courage and wisdom in letting that go and moving on. It can be a a terrible tragedy for my family, and it can also be the grace that carried me into being a teacher so I could help others dealing with heavy things and just be able to sense that. It's a power that I have that other people don't. So there is something good at it in there. Yeah, and sorry, I just kind of lost it a little bit, but I'm good. A lot of clarity. I just feel like a lot of weight coming off me now, to be honest. Getting very real right now. Never said some of this stuff out loud. And this is the moment 
I outgrew my parents, which is okay. It's supposed to happen. This was just my time. Strange, traumatic time. And at one point I spoke to a spiritual healer and she explained the context of my parents' relationships with me. That's totally related to this. She made it clear that they were chosen to be my parents and that their time doing that was going to be a difficult journey for them. But they would do it. And the trauma they experienced and put me through would be my grace. Like my masterpiece or something. To make something out of it. It would make me hard and like built for this life. A champion of hard times with, you know, better opportunities. This helped me accept a lot of the hard moments with them and hold the good moments closer. They helped me even though it was messy. And thank you is all I can say. And, you know, we have said we are sorry for things and moved on and maybe not that thing specifically, but I had to move forward with my life. I can't wait around and wait for people to admit mistakes and things like every single one. Like I'm not keeping score like that. It took a long time to feel closure, but I'm doing it. I'm letting it go. And this writing the story helped a lot. Therapy helped too. Yeah, definitely therapy helped. Um, My little family now gives me the opportunity to do something different. Like I said before, and that's really important to me. And supportive and close relationships help me get through the rest. That's just the truth. And, you know, it's just, it's something that held me back, but it also pushed me forward. Damn. Lots of stuff. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. I started hanging out with different kids because I was just feeling different emotions. I didn't want to be around bullshit. I wanted to be around real people all of a sudden. I lost my friend and I realized that, like, you only live once. And you got to take opportunities. And I started thinking about all this stuff I was, I had been missing out on, like playing sports. And like I took, it started with video production class. And then I was taking like uh, graphic design and working with like Adobe Photoshop and all that kind of stuff and ceramics and something else. But like, I just wanted more. I just wanted to work with my hands and, do different stuff than sports and like talk to real freaking kids, you know, not try to be around popular kids. And like my friends were great, not nothing against them, but it was like all of a sudden I had a little bit like a secret friend group. Some people, I don't even remember their freaking names, like the weird freaks and geeks kids who I felt like this allegiance with. And they probably had no fucking idea, but I did. And they're just being nice to me, talk to me about, video production and video games and movies and stuff. I like, they were talking about somebody even know like magic and dungeons and dragons, but I was just there listening. Just like, yeah, 
Like, I just don't want to think about what I'm dealing with. I want to think about different stuff. <clears throat> so thank you. Weird times. Um, but it was like the first time that I was, I experimented with, I experimented with cannabis and my friends, like they all had, had been up to that point and like they knew like lumpy was like dude you you need this man like you are so stressed out all the time and so uptight like your butthole is so tight he would like give me a hard time about that like because but he would help me and he'd be there for me and he's like dude you gotta loosen up man like you're wound up so tight and I'm like, no, 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 for you. I was just scared it was going to fuck me up. And I had heard all these crazy stories and things. And, you know, and then also all the dare stuff, like, gets in your head. And, no, that's not what happened, man. Like, it helped me deal with trauma. It helped me just relax for, like, the first time in my life. It felt like I just remember being so chill and I slept so hard. It was just, like, on the shitty couch at my friend's house, and it was just like game over. New Casey, new Sparky. And like, by no means do I mean that like high schoolers, any kids underage should smoke or whatever, but like, just like realizing that what is the word I'm looking for? Like, not the herbal, but the like comforting benefits or whatever it was like instantly like just calm and relief and present in the moment and not worrying about the future or thinking about something that happened to me being anxious and stressed out and just holding everything all of a sudden I was just like letting it out just like and there's like this great scene in um, the movie how high and, like, it's totally, like, a gag scene, but, like, with the uptight security guard guy, all of a sudden, like, they get him stoned. He steals the plant, and he doesn't realize what's going on until, like, the spirit comes. If you watch the movie, you understand. Um, but it tells him, like, oh, he got to smoke it. And he, like, finally does, and, like, he gets it. But, like, rainbows, like, come out of his head, <laughs> and he just, like, calms down. And whatever and it's like that's what happened to me in such a weird way and it took a long time and like this is part like i'm not done talking about the trauma but this is like the grace where i couldn't help but get to it because i started thinking about today it's like it was kind of like a metamorphosis period for me it's like this deep dark thing happened to me and I retreat and I go to my aunts and I'm like away from my friends and my little like family pod that I've been with for a long time. And I'm like kind of on my own. Like I live with my aunt, but I'm in her guest little cottage and I just kind of do my own thing and I have to drive a long ways to get to high school and I don't know. I just had a lot of alone time to think about this stuff. I feel like it's when I first got really mindful without even realizing it. And I just like went within myself and I just started wanting more out of life. Like, oh, like there's got to be more than this or something. And I just started like thinking bigger. I like my awareness. It just all of a sudden happened. And I didn't smoke that much at that time. I maybe smoked once or twice. 
and it changed everything like literally like two hits in like a month or something and that just like around that time like so much was happening and man yeah i just feel bad for my sister and my brother and i just i don't want them to ever feel bad um i think anything different of me because of my stories about this stuff and i just want to help them and help other people that's what it comes down to and help myself like just let this shit go it's like if i can do this you can do this type of stuff <clears throat> and i'm like thinking about that stuff and i'm trying to get into college at this point and i was talking to my dad about this the other day it's like i didn't even get into the oregon schools which is messed up and like i remember just busting my ass for oregon but really oregon state at that point i wanted to go there so bad and my dad thought that people like my grandpa and whatever talked me out of going to oregon state i'm like no dad like they didn't accept me like why do you think i was like depressed like that was just another thing on the layer so many layers and like that's something i want you to realize like i'm just trying to put be a dense person like i'm showing you my dense life and therefore like trying to add another layer and learn from it and just like keep going so this thing with earl sweatshirt today he was talking about that it just like aspires to be dense man and like i do too like i just can't help but be dense And that's when I first started thinking about this kind of stuff. It was back then. I read The Glass Castle. And I'm like, I'm going to write about this or talk about this or tell this story someday. I don't know what, but I feel it. I see it. I sense it. And here we are. Weird. And I think about the music now that I was listening to, I started to like go kind of emo and like there's stuff I don't even know. Like maybe the first thing I popped in my head was like, I remember this girl that sat next to me in computers class listening to Motion City soundtrack. Everything is all right. Or something like that. And I just remember like, fuck, like that's speaking my language. And it's just so like weird. And like if I told my friends that or something, they'd be like, the fuck man you're listening to the weird emo stuff like are you good what's wrong with you instead of like what happened man are you good yeah exactly simple as that <sighs> but what else well at that time i remember i had i was listening to a lot of fleetwood mac and i remember like crying yeah, I was thinking about the, this week is like Abby at my aunt's house and just like it, things were weird with my girlfriend. I was, I was living farther away. She didn't want to come over there and whatever. So like that was just a whole nother layer. And I was just like alone. At first it was hard. And that's when I was like really sad after everything had gone down the winter. It was still the winter. Baseball hadn't quite started, but I was kind of training for still because i was like i want to have a good senior year i want to pitch and i was i did that helped i was doing fucking towel drills drills in my like doing the form drills in my cottage 
it's like it's all muscle memory. I still can do it because I was just going nuts for like a couple years doing that stuff, and especially at this time, just take my mind off of stuff because I didn't have medicine or anything like that. Even though I probably needed it, I was really low and up and down and just holding it in. I felt like a crazy person. I really just needed some help. I was listening to Nirvana. I, had, I stole my dad's Nirvana CD. I was just like, it's mine, dude. means more to me than you. <laughs> Even though he's Generation X, I'm just like, dude, like that's what I'm going through. I feel those things. The rage, it just spoke to the rage in me that I was feeling. I was so fucking angry. So angry. For years after that, I can't believe I didn't beat somebody up or get in a fucking fight when I think about it. I didn't. Like, thank God I played football after high school for at least a couple of years, like, to take it out. I definitely channeled that knowing it or not knowing it, just like all the other things I talked about with that. Um, I was, and just now the vibe... And it speaks to it so much. Like, I come back to Lana Del Rey so much with the trauma and the dark points in my life. She just hits a certain note. It's not always just, like, her words. It's just the whole experience. What did I say here? It's, uh, it's a whole sad and tragic vibe and, like, in stereo and, like, uh, Americana. Like, I just feel all the generations in her music, all, like, just traumas of generations and tropes, story tropes and different things. Like, somebody's drinking too much and somebody's violent and somebody's angry about some other thing that happened in their life and somebody's not getting enough of this or that. And, yeah, material things getting in the way. Just crazy. There's just so much stuff going on in our house. And the music, our music oh, speaks to those things so much to me. It just, like, paints the picture. I just feel this, like, soul connection, like, deep stuff. It's weird. It's more than just being a fan. I just, like, it makes me emotional because I just connect to those things so much. It just makes me think about like, oh, man, my heart's out there. We're connecting through that. Uh, for the greater good, for sure. Helping each other. Um, but for Nirvana, it's lithium. And for Lana, it's video games. And for Fleetwood Mac, it's... Uh, I don't know. Lots of songs. Dreams. It's... Uh, landslide for sure the really sad one i think about that one and definitely be under the covers and just like <laughs> what's going on yeah what happened why are people so messed up just like so many questions but then i just it's crazy now that i can i can let this go needed to go through that hard thing to get to better things and that took a lot of work to get to that point so i just say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you just like my grandma says say thank you to everything no matter what
something. Get something out of it. Good, bad, lesson learned. Move forward. And one more. One more after this. And it's going to take a little time to write this one right the correct way, but it's going to be more of the grace. And I'm part more of the transformation. Going to college, I'm leaving. And things are going to free up a little bit, but also get harder. The real world's coming. So tune in. Until next time, happy hunting. Peace.